Hey everybody, it's Saturday night. That means this is Microphones of Madness. I'm Rodney, and over there is Steve. Hey. Hey, there we are. All right, so we had a great interview with Ted Wally last week. Um, if you missed it, don't forget to uh, check out the playlist for Season 2 and take a look at that. Interesting character with an interesting book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tonight, that was our highbrow entertainment for the for this season. And tonight is going to be the lowbrow entertainment. Yep. Uh, it's we are clobbering time. It's clobbering time. It's clobbering time. Yeah. What was that? That was uh, a message saying that the show is being live streamed right now. Oh, nice. Wow. We have one audience member. And it's oh, you. that would be me. <laughs> yeah, Kim's not even watching. Where the hell are you, Kim? No, it's, that's got to be Kim. That's that's just my phone saying it's on. All right, so so we're talking about the rise, the ups and downs, of the rise and fall of the superhero genre of films. Mostly downs. Mostly down. Well, yeah, there's been a lot of downs, and you know, the I guess the the one fact that I want to lead off with is the success of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is because it's Marvel Pictures. It's, you know, it's like um, if Apple decided to build a car is what you have Fox and Sony and even or a watch. Or a watch, or you know, it's you know, this is not something that they do. Is Marvel Pictures comes along and they take their characters, they have you know all the access they could want. They can you know pull up creator information, all kinds of stuff that I guess a lot of these movie studios either don't think about or don't have access to. And of course, the reason why we're we're bringing this up today instead of uh, talking Star Wars comics is because of the abysmal failure of the Fucktastic Four. (laughs) Yeah. Which is, it's funny because you had two movies come out this summer from Marvel-esque things. You had that POS. Well, you had had three. True. You had Ant-Man. Right. And, and you've like seen Ant-Man. Night and I haven't seen it. Well, I, but I haven't seen Fantastic Four, but I know people who've seen it. Right. And I've read every spoiler-heavy review that I could. Yeah, I, and honestly, I never... I planned on seeing it a year ago mm-hmm. when it was announced that Michael B. Jordan was going to play Johnny Storm. Right. Because I thought that's going to be kind of interesting. That's kind of a cool take on the character. That might pull me in. Right. Until everything else about that movie was came out. You know, I was I was I the only reason I enjoy, you know, the Fantastic Four is because I've been a fan of Ben Grimm since I was a kid. You know the, the Thing Solo series. You know some of the stuff with the Fantastic Four. The Never TV show, the TV show, Ring, yeah, Ring, 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 Do Your Thing. 
And, you know, he, he's just one of my all-time favorite characters. He's definitely definitely in the top ten. It's one of the first Jewish comic book characters. Yeah. That's a aside, I'm sure, that had absolutely nothing to do with why you like it. <laughs> mm. That's just that's just that's just dressing. That's salt and pepper on the burger. You know, the meat of Ben Grimm has always been the you know tortured monster sort of thing. Right. Right. That that they wanted to go with on the Hulk, but it never really came through. He just became this big green powerhouse fighting. Well, the Hulk had nobody to to bounce his angst off. That's true. That's true. And and the thing for a hot minute. Right. And the thing had relationships with, you know, the rest of the Fantastic Four. Alicia Masters, he had he had the long running romance with. Well, well, the thing, his basic personality never changed. No, I mean he made all of his sanity rolls, so he was cool. He's Ben Grimm, just made of orange rocks instead of right. Ben Grimm made of weakling mortal flesh. Right. The Hulk, even in the beginning when he wasn't an idiot, turned into he was just a surly bastard. Yeah. So that was like a mental change, and it's always been a mental change as well as a physical change. Mm-hmm. Which is why the thing is more relatable than the Hulk. Yeah. Plus, Ben Grimm was like a you know he's a test pilot, football player. He was like a regular guy. He was gang member. <laughs> yeah, Yancey Street. No, but he, he but. was ne- he wasn't like a loose scientist like um, Reed Richards or Bruce Banner. Right. Now, the big thing I want to say here, and I want to make this perfectly clear to the entire audience, Ben Grimm wears clothes. Period. He wears very large clothes, but he wears clothes. (laughs) Even if it's just his Speedo, he's wearing clothes. Right. Well, I mean, when he's not, Ben Grimm gets undressed to fight crime. That's true. <laughs> well, because, you know, imagine the amount of shirt and pants you're going to go through every time you pull back to take a swing at somebody and your shirt rips off. Right. Every time you go to make a super leap, you split your crotch. Right. And I guess that also explains, you know, she holds choice of attire. Unstable molecules or whatever. They just can't handle things. Unstable speedo. We want the stable one. <laughs> apparently, they didn't in this movie. Uh, apparently not. I mean, what is hell? I, the movie bombed faster than uh, John Carter. The thing is, though, it didn't even answer the question that was on everybody's mind. The one asked by Kevin Smith. What's that? In, uh, in Mallrats, the thing is made of big orange rocks. Is everything made of big orange rocks? Apparently, he doesn't have one once yes. he gets to be big or dropped. <laughs> so, I guess they had to keep a PG-13 rating, but... Yeah, if Zack Snyder did it. <laughs> Cosmic rays are neutering rays, apparently. Or whatever was the origin. It wasn't cosmic rays. No, it was... Dimensional uh, jumping. Green sludge. 
coincidentally, the same stuff in Chronicle. Oh, wow. Which was totally ripped off from Static Shock, so. <laughs> now, yeah. Okay, so we had two days before the, 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 the young fella that looks like, um, shoot, I've already forgotten his name. The, the kid who plays Reed Richards? Yeah, the kid who plays Reed Richards looks like uh, another kid who used to be in like 80s movies and stuff. Right. But oh, it was uh, like, oh. Dempsey. Yeah, Patrick Dempsey's little brother. That's that's what we look. That's what he looks like. Um, so he's out two days before the movie even opens, saying, "Oh, critics aren't going to like this movie." The day before, the director disavowed himself. Right. He's like, "Ah, oh, the studio screwed me over. I wanted to make a different movie," and he ended up because of that getting shit canned from Star Wars. Good. Keep him away from Star Wars. Yeah. Especially after this. <laughs> Seriously, the guy shouldn't direct porn. So Now, you know, a lot of folks were talking about the, the casting choice of Michael B. Jordan as the Human Torch. But what he did to Sue, you know, kind of cancels any, any type of credibility he gained from that. Right, because he made her the original iteration of the invisible girl where she just was a doormat, right? From what I understand, they made her, they made the doormat invisible girl from Stan Lee's era look like a third wave feminist. Wow. Yeah. She wasn't even present. Well, on the uh, box. She wasn't even present on the trip. I don't care if it's a spoiler or not. She was given her powers indirectly. Really? Really. It was Victor. For some reason, Victor Von Doom has to go on the trip. Johnny. Ben, who wasn't even involved with the project. They just called him up and said, hey, dude, you know, you want to come hang out with us tonight while they're drinking? And then they all four go on to this other world. At least with the cheesy cosmic rays scenario from the like even the the first two fantastic four films ben Grimm was a test pilot he, he flew airplanes in the war right so it made sense that he was flying the space shuttle that reed richards had built right it was the the world's cheapest test pilot <laughs> right he's, he's like oh, sure sure well, reed i'll do it for you honestly i don't mind them updating origins because in this day and age, when people have been to the moon, and yes, people have been to the moon, we know how to shield a rocket from cosmic rays. We know that cosmic rays don't cause you to have fantastic powers. So you have to go elsewhere for your origin story. Well, yeah, and that, that makes sense. That's fine. Dimensional jumping, whatever you want to use, that's fine. But don't take the core of the, of the story and toss it out the window. Right. Well, I think uh, Trank also like basically banned, banned the source material from the set. Yeah. So you have 40 years of source material. Or 50. Right. I'm going to play, play a character who's been in existence for 50 years 
as a devoted fan base, and I'm not going to read one single word right. so, of how to play, portray this character. I know. Let's let's do a production of Richard III, but none of you are allowed to read Richard III. Don't watch Laurence Olivier. Don't watch the, the really cool Nazi one. Just don't watch that movie. Don't read it. Just don't even see the goodbye girl. Right. Just just go and play Richard the Third. We're gonna do we're gonna do uh, a Midsummer Night's Dream. Uh, and, and you can only watch the Woody Allen movie. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna have Puck is going to be a spider. <laughs> Yeah. And we're going to invite Falstaff along for the ride for some reason. Right. And we're going to make it six four-hour movies. Yeah. I think a lot of what happened with Fantastic Four was the, not that it wasn't a shitty movie. Right. Was it fell victim to the marketing that is going on with superhero movies right now. Yeah. That marketing backfired. It's a series of leaks. Um, well, yeah, that 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 marketing kind of backfired. Leaks. Um, I I don't think it's just a matter of the marketing backfired. I think no, I think that's part of it. I think if they hadn't shown a lot of what they had shown to the public, yeah, more people would have seen it. I don't think it would have helped. I'm just saying that. I, I, I think. I think. Well, a, a lot of what happened was, is, yeah. I think with any movie like this, you're going to have to release the character designs at some point. You're going to have to show the actors in costume. You notice they did not show Doom. Yeah, because he looks like a silver dildo. That's true. With glowing, he's not. He's not Doctor Doom at all. No. But you know. It, I think a lot of it was, you know, trying to cash in on the Marvel cash cow. I mean, Marvel has been making money hand over fist. They've and been making bikes. tolerable movies. I won't right. say everyone is good, but they're at least tolerable. They're watchable. Right. They're they're watchable. They're they're entertaining. Um, they don't deviate a lot I mean yeah there's there are a lot of things they updated Tony Stark for example but they used a lot of the ultimate um, the, the ultimate universe as their source I think for for the uh, for the Marvel movies yeah which is fine I mean yeah. it's not my favorite Avengers but whatever but it's not a shitty movie. I might not like how they're portrayed in those movies, mm-hmm. but it's not a shitty movie. It's not just a shit box movie that they stuck out there so they can keep the rights so they can make another shitty movie in four years. Two years. They're still they're still planning on doing the sequel. Yeah, good luck. They have to find funding for it. It's 20th Century Fox. They'll probably just take the funding from Age of Apocalypse. Although, okay. Age of, <laughs> Age of Apocalypse. 
Listen, let's let's bring the Age of Apocalypse. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hit like four movies at once here. We're gonna hit Civil War, Age of Apocalypse, Suicide Squad, and Batman versus Superman all in one go. Why do you have so many goddamn characters? Yes. Well, Age of Apocalypse is gonna have a lot of damn characters. I mean, that's just the source material. Is a lot. So I mean, you can't you can't go into a movie with you know, it's it's not War and Peace. No, I, I Doctor Zhivago, where you can have twenty five characters. It's you have a point. The uh, it's limited by its length. It's not like it's going to be a season long arc on Flash, right? Or it, it's a two and a half three hour movie, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And there's only so much you can stick in there, right? And it's like we were talking about Batman versus Superman when they when they. You know, listed the initial roster, and it's like once you, once you, if you just gloss over the introductions, really, each character can independently have like three to five minutes of screen time. There has to be a movie somewhere in there, right? There has to be a movie. It can't be like, oh, hey, it's Diana Prince from Themyscira. She's Wonder Woman. And, right. Oh, look, it's Aquaman. If uh, you want to make a Justice League movie, <laughs> streakers, we have streakers. Streakers, yeah. Hey, turn that off. If you want to make a Justice League movie, you can make a Justice League movie. That's fine. Get get four or five characters, stick them in your Justice League movie, and make a Justice League. They did it with the Avengers, right? And and how many characters were they in the Avengers? Uh, what was it like five? Let's see: Hulk, Thor, Cap, Iron Man, Black Widow, Hawkeye. Six members of the team, plus Nick Fury, Coulson, and Maria Hill. Right. Then you had Loki, who had a lot of screen time right. himself. But but you're gonna have your your. Superman and Batman are going to get more screen time in right. the Justice League movie anyway. Well, also they had, you know, five other movies. Where the characters were introduced. Where the characters were introduced. You got their backstories. You got their personality. Now, let's put them all in the same room. With Superman versus Batman, you have to yeah, introduce oh. this new Batman. Right. Um, you have to introduce Wonder Woman. You mm-hmm. have to introduce Aquaman, and and you know the whole seven characters. Like, you don't have to, yeah. Flash, uh, I think Green Lantern, Cyborg. Uh, Every time I hear that name, I think of that Zappa song. <laughs> but you know, you have to introduce you know like eight of the. And nine, ten characters that they're having. They went the Marvel way. You mm-hmm. can make a Batman movie. There's been a ton of Batman movies. You can make a Batman movie introducing that Batman. Superman right. has been introduced. You can even probably get a Wonder Woman movie to be successful. Will, yeah. I, will people go see an Aquaman movie? Aquaman? Will, will people go see another crappy Green, I mean Green Lantern movie? Maybe. 
will people go see a Flash movie? Yes. You think so? I would. I think I, I think a Flash movie is going to be doomed by the television series. I think if you're going to go in, if you're smart, you pull Flash from the television series and use that iteration of Flash. Right. Unless there's a, unless there's a, you know, a, a legal issue. Um, I, there's something they've they've already cast Flash. Yes, they have. They cast Flash for the movie and the television series at the same time. Oh, really? See, I yeah. didn't know that. Like Ezra Miller is Flash in the movies, and of course Grant Gustin is Flash on television. And yeah, but we'll we'll get to him in a second. <laughs> get it? Because he's the Flash. Now, okay, so so you have you have. Batman versus Superman, you don't necessarily have to fully introduce, you know, Batman and Superman, so you can focus on introducing the other characters. Right. But, you know, then you have a movie like Suicide Squad, where nobody knows any of these damn characters, and you're going to have to figure out a way to introduce them all. Except for Harley Quinn. Except for Harley Quinn. People don't know Harley. People don't know who the Joker is. Right. You don't really have to introduce the Joker other than showing him on screen. And, you know, a number of people are going to know who uh, Deadshot is. Not everybody. After that, I think it falls off pretty quickly. Right. But, I mean, the core group of the Suicide Squad is... Like six people. More than that. Is it? See, I don't even want to see this movie. There's ten. There are 10 lead actors. Well, how many of them are going to get get the the chop? The chop within the first 10 minutes. Uh, You could probably figure it out by who they're playing. Yeah. I mean, if if it was my movie, I'd like, what a great way to make it real, pump up these characters, and then kill them within the first 10 minutes of the movie. Right. But you're not going to kill Will Smith. No. And you're not going to kill. However much you want to. However much you want. However much you want, you're not going to kill Will Smith, and you're not going to kill Harley Quinn. Sadly, that leaves every other character up for grabs. And I'd rather not them not kill Katana. Right. You don't want to kill Floyd Lawton again. Well, yeah, that's Will Smith. Yeah, I know, but he died. He he Arrow. died. He died in Arrow because because of the Suicide Squad movie. But uh, you know, this and then you have that. pissing me off even more because I liked I liked uh, I liked him in Arrow. Oh yeah, he was great. He was a perfect Floyd Law. You know, and and probably they could have spun off a Suicide Squad television series straight off of Arrow, and it would have been good. True, they were using the Suicide Squad. Well, that, mm-hmm. there's there's the thing is you have DC for some reason making these what looks to be god awful movies, right? And then making great, with one exception, Gotham, great television shows, right? Right, and we'll, we'll 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 focus on on Arrow and the Flash because that's the bigger universe. Right. Uh, Arrow, Flash, Legends of Awesome. Legends of Awesomeness. 
awesomeness. Awesomeness of tomorrow. But, you know, so here's the interesting thing about um, Arrow. And you've probably noticed this having caught up on Arrow after getting hooked on the Flash. Once <clears throat> the first season started out with, you know, very Christopher Nolan esque, you know, gritty, realistic, blah, blah, blah. And once that was decided that, you know, Man of Steel, Zack Snyder, we're going to go with this dark, gritty, based in realism type of superhero franchise for the films, Arrow started dropping that shit altogether. Not only that, I mean, it really, it's, it all turned around with the boxing club, Arrow. Yeah. In season two. That's true. That's true. They they Once they threw that aspect in... Or was that season three? Uh, that was season... That was last season. Season yeah. three, early part of last season. But it was a flashback. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't it was a flashback. A boxing club. It was a boxing club, Arrow. Was yeah, it was still a boxing club, Arrow. An improvised boxing club air. And yeah, and and it started bringing in the more fantastic elements as soon as um, they used that. Well, I think it was with the introduction of The Flash as a series, because The Flash had a lighter tone to it from the, from the get-go. What does Kim say? Oh, um, I don't know. Does Kim even watch Arrow or Flash? I don't know, but somebody's just said something. I was ner- using a nervous tick. Kim says, I love you guys banter. Oh, that's from a while ago. Oh. That was a third one. Oh, it was Nick. No, I can't make it. So, all right. Nick's all not right. going to make it today. Thanks, So, Nick. it's just us, pal. Right on. That's cool. Not that we haven't already eaten up a half an hour. <laughs> Right, and and talked about all the crap Nick wanted to talk about. Right, I mean, so so you got Suicide Squad, you've got you know all of these like big ensemble movies now, and that was the fault of the Avengers. And I I will say, I don't know why. I don't know why. I mean, Marvel did the setup; they did the five films, and Kim does not watch Flash or Arrow. Ah. You should. You should. You totally should. It's awesome. Um, I'm actually if, not if a fan of the Mel's abs. It's true. You could you could wash like concrete off your clothes with Stephen Mel's abs. <laughs> <laughs> or you can watch him wrestle some guy. Yeah. Although, although truthfully, although truthfully, uh, the guy that plays Diggle is like half again as buff as Stephen Mel. Yeah, that guy is. Yeah, he's enormous. He looks the part. He looks the part. Yeah, he's one of the better original characters they brought to that show. Yes, and he's in the comics now. Yep, he's made his transition into the comics. Which is always a good sign when something from TV actually makes it into the comics and is a good integral part of the comic. Mm-hmm. 
like Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Like, uh, like Diggle, Renee Montoya. Now, Felicity Smoke was a like a she's, bit part character in the comics. She's now in the comics. She's and they rebooted the her and now included this version of Felicity into the comics. Part of Team Arrow. Yeah. But, um... Okay, sorry. Avengers. Avengers. Yeah, Avengers. They did their five movies. They did Avengers. And then DC decides that, okay, well, we want to do the big ensemble superhero movie, too. But we're only going to have one film lead up to it. I don't know if that was a conscious decision. That almost, to me, seems more like they were making a movie and then said, oh, shit, we better get in on this as well. And yeah, changed, I mean, that's what it seemed like. It midstream. That's, that's what it seems like, is that, you know, they had Man of Steel, and Man of Steel met with mixed response. Superman does not break people's necks. No, and it's... it's they're not using the Nolan Batman. I'm glad. Right. They're not using Batman Shrugged. Not using Batman Shrugs, we could talk about that. I, I really want to. I've been trying to get you to talk about Batman Shrugs for several ice. episodes now. Now, yeah, it was like, okay, they did Man of Steel and said, okay, we're going to do a sequel of Man of Steel. We're going to have Batman in it. It's going to be Batman versus Superman. Right. Avengers turns around, they make a billion dollars. Right. They surpass the Dark Knight as one of the highest grossing Two movies of all time. Two movies make a billion dollars. Each. Right. Now, and then all of a sudden, okay, sure, we're going to have all these other characters in this in the next Superman movie. Here's Wonder Woman. Here's hey, Wonder Woman. Aquaman. And we got Aquaman. And Can I get a Green Lantern? I think Green Lantern was like one of the last ones they decided to cast. Yeah. You know what? They should just reboot Green Lantern and have Jon Stewart be Green Lantern and make a Green Lantern movie that's actually good. I think that's the plan. Well, except for that last part. You know, but I mean, we're we're talking about throwing these properties at Zack Snyder. You know, I think part of Fox's or you know mistake was throwing Fantastic Four to Josh Trank. Right. Um, you know, Tim Story was a com- comedy director before he did the first Fantastic Four movie. But say what you will about the first Fantastic Four movie, there is one thing that they got right. Oh, you're talking about the Corman film? No, no, not the Corman film. The 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 first official Fantastic Four movie. And there's one thing that they got right. You know it's bad when a Roger Corman film is considered a better film than your film. Yeah. But, yeah, sure. You know, it was all... Ben Grimm was practical effects in, in stories film. And he was the commish. And he was the commish. I, I thought, I thought the casting... I actually thought the casting of that film was good. They they, yeah, they was looked fun. like the characters. They, you know, Chris Evans was great as Johnny Storm. Oh, what about Victor? There was your mistake. But what they got right was the banter between the members of the Fantastic Four. I'll tell you, if you want to watch a good Fantastic Four movie, go watch The Incredibles. Right. And why can't we get the guy who wrote The Incredibles to do a Fantastic Four movie? 
oh, that's right. He probably works for Disney. <laughs> so if, if the rights revert, you will get a good Fantastic Four. Movie. I'm sure, yeah. I mean, hell, I would take a Pixar Fantastic Four. Oh, there is Pixar. Well, yeah, um, but I mean, you could do it in. You know, actually brings up one of my pet peeves. You have a shit ton of really, really good straight to DVD animation by right. both DC and Marvel. Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you, their Avengers or the Ultimate Avengers and the Ultimate Avengers 2 are great movies. Right. Um, they're, they're Doctor Strange animated, was mm-hmm. fantastic. Even the Iron Man animated thing they did was really good, and I can't stand Iron Man. Right, with the the uh, Mandarin and the Elemental Demons, and yeah, 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 yeah. that was really good. I enjoyed the Doctor Strange movie. I mean, yeah, yeah. why not? Why not big budget animated films? Um, Planet Hulk was great. Yeah, Hulk versus Thor. Yeah, so there are definitely, and then almost everything DC had done up to Suicide Squad. Yeah, Justice League War and Suicide Squad. But then um, the new Justice League movie came out, Gods and Monsters, which was phenomenal. Right. So it can be done. It is done frequently. But I don't know why it has to be live action. And... Also, you know, note that these movies, these animated films, uh, for the past probably five years or so, have all been PG-13. And they get away with a lot of shit in PG-13, in animation. They do. So, you know, well, yeah. Why- in Justice League War, which is not a great one, Green Lantern calls uh, Batman a douchebag. Yep. It's the highlight of the movie. Yeah. Ultimate Avengers 2, I mean, there's all kinds of death and mayhem. There's a spoiler, and... Giant Man dies. Does he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, in the second Giant one. Giant Man yeah. dies in the second one. That's true. That's true. I forgot about that. They didn't save him like they saved Iron Man. Yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather save Hank Pym than Tony Stark anyway. Well, you know, they had to get rid of one so they could keep Black Panther. And Ultimate Avengers 2 was all about Black Panther. Yes, it was. That was basically a Black Panther movie. Black speaking, Panther of, movie. speaking of Black Panther, um, the BET Black Panther animated series was pretty good. I never saw that. You never saw that? They got most of it on, on YouTube. I will, I'm going to watch that. Yeah, well, I think it's, I think it's on BET's channel. HBO's um, Spawn. Spawn was fantastic. Yep. The Max, remember the Max? Mm-hmm. Uh, MTV put out a really good animated superhero. Channel. All right. They also did Aeon Flux. They did. And and Aeon Flux was pretty decent. Yeah, I'd rather watch the Max, but yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, you know, I mean, the guy's got claws, uh, you know, or these fingers. <laughs> I, I like Sam Key. But, yeah, I mean, all of these movies. You know, are, are are coming out, and and they're, f- and it doesn't just extend to superhero movies with this marketing leaks thing. You know, it's fucking Ghostbusters, the yeah. remake of Ghostbusters. It's like 
ooh, it's Dan Aykroyd's shop. Yeah, I'm trying to on the set of Ghostbusters. It's like, oh my God, really? I think it was Bill Murray's shop, but uh, Dan Aykroyd was cast first, and then Bill Murray. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I plan on going to see that. I'm trying to avoid all that because I, I actually want to see that movie. Right. Well, you know, I mean, I'm avoiding everything that will give me lowered expectations. Right. I really don't know if I want to see it or not. Tell you the truth, I mean, the second Ghostbusters film was gonna, and I wasn't a huge, huge fan of the first one. The second Ghostbusters film is garbage. It was, uh, it was, it was garbage. They had the cool logo, yes, but you know, yeah. Where are you from, New Jersey? (laughs) Vigo, uh, Vigo. Vigo, Vigo, If I bring you the baby, can, can I have the woman? <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, what? so. Yes, you're right. With the leaks, it is somehow that is the new marketing. With all the. Well, it's because, you know, social media is such a viral thing that you mm-hmm. can leak, you know, a picture of Harley Quinn's ass. And, right, uh, and you know, three hundred thousand people will see it within ten minutes. Right, because it'll be all over Facebook, and all it takes is for one asshole to share that, and then everybody sees it. Right, and that's 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 the crazy thing. I mean, but certain movies aren't like that. You know, it's like Suicide Squad was like that, and I guess that kind of. Uh, their way of trying to build up hype for a movie that has nine characters that nobody even knows about. Right. And meth-addicted Joker. Right. right. And, you know, it's like, oh, the Batmobile. Now, I can understand, like, okay, let's see the new Batman costume. Let's see the new Batmobile. You know, that sort of, you know, stuff. Because, that, yeah, that's the stuff we want to see. I want to see, you know, what Luke Skywalker is going to look like, which I haven't seen that yet. Right, or, you or know. what the new lightsaber design is going to be. Right. Or the what, cool the cool rolling droid. Yeah, I don't know about all that. The, the, what is it, the, uh, the Dyson ball droid. Right. <laughs> but, you know, you have stuff like that. Then you have uh, you know, all of these studios trying to build franchises. They want franchises. Of all well, of franchises these. are guaranteed money. Well, yeah. Well, Hollywood's always wanted franchises. They've always wanted sequels. You know, it's just that you, know, you didn't always get that. Yeah, but Hollywood, it's weird because in, back in the olden days, when you when people were using popular fiction to make movies like Maltese Falcon, right? They were actually using the source material. Yeah, and giving a rat's ass about the source material. If you read the Maltese Falcon Mm -hmm. and you watch that movie, they are almost identical. Right. You have to actually go through with a fine tooth comb to find differences. Right. Well, like the stuff that dreams are. This is the stuff dreams are made of. Never appears in that film. Right. But you know, almost. But that's minor. 
Yeah, almost everything, down to the gay gunsel. Right. Is in that film. Um, and then today you have a Fantastic Four movie that doesn't even acknowledge that it's comics of 50 years of, of comics. But the, the funny thing is, is that, you know, some of the defenders of the film were like, oh, it's based, oh, you don't, guys, critics don't know what they're talking about. It's based on the ultimate universe. Uh, no. Maybe loosely. Even if it's based on the ultimate universe, because I've re- I read Ultimate Fantastic Four. I actually right. liked Ultimate Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. And this, sir, is no Ultimate Fantastic Four. Right. But... Then you have, you know, what are you know, the better comic book movies? You had Tim Burton's Batman. Tim Burton's Batman was great. The Tim, first, the first two, the first two Batman films. Well, hell, even even if you get into Schumacher's films too, were a comic book on screen. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, Burton's films were very Burton esque, but they still felt Batman to you. They did. You had Batman doing Batman things. You had you had Batman going to the scenes of crimes and investigating. Right. When was the last time he did that in a movie or in the comics? Um, in Batman Shrugged Two, he did go to the one crime. He went. He went to two crime scenes. He was only at one crime scene long enough for Gordon to say, "Hey, thanks for those irradiated bills, pal." <laughs> and. Then he went to the one scene and pulled the bullet out of the wall. And he did some forensic stuff with the bullet. And that was it. You know, it's like Batman, a Batman story, a Batman film. In, in is, Batman, is an episode of CSI in tights. In Batman, Tim, Tim Burton's Batman, he figured out who the Joker was yep. by detecting, by being a detective. Not only, not only did he establish a psychological profile of the Joker, figured out who he was, he also deduced the chemical combination of the Joker venom. Yep. So he also he also deduced who Oswald Cobblepot was in the second movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. By the time you get to you know, the Batman. Schumacher films, Nipple that's Batman. that's CCA Batman. That's that post-Comics Code Authority Seduction of the Innocent Batman. Yes, that totally is. That's homoerotic Batman. Then you get to uh, Batman Shrugged. Uh, Yeah. Now, will you please tell the audience why we refer to the Nolan films as Batman Shrugged? Because it was written by someone who might as well have been Ayn Rand. Author of Atlas Shrugged. Wherein the main character is a greedy one percenter SOB who is only out for himself and does not care about the common clay. As a matter of fact, he goes and disappears to create his own settlement of rich people. Kind of like when Bruce Wayne disappeared for X number of however long it was because he was depressed because his buddy Harvey couldn't be saved. Yep. 
So in, in Batman Shrugged, Bruce Wayne doesn't give a shit about you or me or crime, really. He cares about protecting the status quo where he is a filthy rich bastard. And he mm -hmm. acts like a filthy rich bastard. Right. The first one is not as bad as the other two. It's not who I am. But it's what I do that defines me. Yes. So, I mean, e even in the Make first me one. a sandwich, Rachel. Where What's-Her-Name says um, that you can be down on the ground helping people. He basically says, no, I can't. Why do we fall, Master Wayne? <laughs> so we can so, learn to get back up. That's why I call it Bat Batman Shrugged. Batman Shrugged. And it's fucking Nolan's fault that, that we're getting all these gritty, realistic reboots. Yes. Well, really, I blame Frank Miller. Well, everything's Frank Miller's fault. And, you know, and Marvel, see, and there's another thing that Marvel's not doing, save for it seems the Netflix shows are gargling Frank Miller's balls. Yeah, but Daredevil was so good. Daredevil was good, yeah, but, I mean, fucking change the tone for Jessica Jones. Different character, different goals. No, they're going to keep it dark and gritty. And, you know, what are they going to do when they get the Iron Fist? And, you know, you've got to have fucking, you know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon shit going on. <laughs> my, I'm my, sorry, but if that movie doesn't have any like wire work and Iron Fist punching through walls and stuff, I'm going to be severely ticked off. Severely ticked off. The only Rand that makes a difference <laughs> is Daniel Rand. <laughs> Iron Fish Shrugged. <laughs> okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my my problem with the Avengers movies, because I do have a big problem with the Avengers movies, it's so pro-military. Oh, yeah. It's, it, it's they like going gun blazing. It's, it's, it's the Avengers Industrial Complex. Right, and I think, and I think that's one of the purposes of civil war. I, okay, I'll tell you this secret. For a few months, I have been. You know how Marvel has been releasing its stage one, stage two, right, right. I looked at all the films and figured out that they're actually it's not stages. There are three storylines going. You had on. actually mentioned this. Now, there is the Avengers Initiative, which starts in the first Iron Man film and the post credit scene and runs through Civil War. Then you have the Infinity Saga, which actually starts in Captain America. Maybe, oh, maybe Thor. Cosmic Cube? Yeah, with the, with the cube. Runs through Avengers, which is where the Avengers Initiative and the Infinity Saga kind of cross over and then Infinity goes into Guardians of the Galaxy. Avengers Saga goes into Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, Civil War. The third arc is the Inhumans. 
which is the tail end of what they what they're planning on releasing. So instead of you know Marvel Stage One, it's you can really categorize the movies into these three story arcs. And Agents of Shield on television is actually the beginning of the um, Inhumans plotline, which is that's going to start filtering into the films. And Civil War should be the end of the whole Avengers initiative thing because, I mean, Age of Ultron, we got a new Avengers roster that's completely, you know, that's different. Just happens to be a lot of the military-oriented folks. Right. And Civil War, they're going to be fighting Iron Man and his crew. Well, now, in the Ultimates... In the Ultimate Universe, the Avengers are called the Ultimates for people who are don't, not in the know. Right. It had a right. very similar arc um, where it started out with the flashy superheroes and slowly they brought in S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. Mm-hmm. They brought in Hawkeye was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Black Widow was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Um, all the... What, after... Um, him got kicked out and they brought in the giant men. They were all S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. And right. eventually you had Captain America was a S.H.I.E.L.D. Eventually was, you know, you basically Captain America was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Right. He you was had, S.H.I.E.L.D. You had a, the team where you had the um, old guard versus the the uh, military basically. Right. And so that that is definitely cold from the Ultimates yeah. Well, I mean, the Ultimates was like, the Ultimates universe was really crammed up S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. I and mean, everything revolved around S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Super Soldier program. Yeah. So, I, I'm, I didn't mind the Ultimate universe. I much prefer 616. Right. For all of its, you know, warts and all of 616. And it might be because that's what I grew up with. Right. More than likely, that's what it is. But, you know, it, it it was one of those things where, yes, if they had made a mistake in continuity or whatever, it kind of healed itself. And it was chugging along. Mm-hmm. Did some of the characters need to be replaced by newer blood? Yes. But all in all, I like just how that universe felt more than I do with what's going on now. Right. That's, that's fine, and I think I think Civil War is going to suffer from the same thing: Suicide Squad and Batman versus Superman. There's just too many characters. Well, too many characters. You got to remember, also, Civil War was kind of a a slog to read. Yeah, it was. It was rather convoluted, especially when you started having characters flip sides and and all the the, the side stories. Mm-hmm. Because if you just read it straight out, however many issues of actual Civil War there were, it really didn't make much sense. You had to read all the other crap that went with it. Right, all the tie-ins. And it was just, like it was, you know, it was high and, and Civil War, there were so many tie-ins because Civil War involved 
every single character in the Marvel Universe. It did. Now, you know, I think the same thing's going to happen with X-Men Apocalypse, like, like we were talking about earlier. You know, it's far too many characters to do this as a two-and-a-half, three-hour film. You could do Age of Apocalypse as a television season. Right. Or you can make it into The Hobbit. Right. And I don't think they want to do that. I think they want to get on to the next big X-Men film, whatever it's going to be. Right. Which is, Um, it's odd because if you, I stopped watching the X-Men films after um, the third one. Right. And the Wolverine one. The first Wolverine. Now, see, really, see, you say the first Wolverine was horrible, and yeah, it did have some bad yeah, it had Deadpool in it. But no, it had, did not have Deadpool in it. But, you know, I wasn't really, you know, I, I I, was entertained by the Wolverine film. There were certain sequences that, yeah, were kind of cheesy. But I did like, I did like, um, shoot, what's his name? The guy that played Sabretooth. Liam 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 Shriver. I I liked him. I thought it was boring. I liked the guy that played the blob. Now television is where they're getting it right. Television is certainly where they're getting it right. Not completely except for Gotham. Agents of Shield, or I'm sorry, Agents of Sky. Um, Flash. Flash is doing well. I mean, we've got Arrow. Arrow. If Supergirl coming up, Supergirl coming out, and that that the first episode of the pilot has been leaked. Yeah, you saw it. I didn't get to see it. It's it's really good. Um, Can't wait. You have Constantine coming back on Arrow. That's that's the good news of this week is Constantine will be on season four of Arrow. Played uh, by Matt Ryan. Yes. So, yes, you have really, really, really interesting shows on television. Right. Is Agent well, Carter coming back? Agent, Agent Carter will be back. I think it's going to be the mid-season break for Agents right. of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, like uh like Legends of Tomorrow. Right. Yeah, it's going to be the miniseries. Right. Legends of Tomorrow, they, they're talking about, it's going to be an anthology series where each season is different with a different roster of characters. And Yeah, that's going to be great because we're going to get to see, it's going to be like a showcase. Yeah, series. and you're going to get to see some characters that you might not normally get to see. So. Right. And, and both Arrow and Flash are introducing... A horde of new characters. Mm-hmm. We're getting Mr. Terrific. We're getting Jake Garrett. Jake Garrett. Hawkman. Wally West. Wally West. Uh, we're getting uh, who else? Who's gonna, else is going to be on Arrow? Constantine is going to be on Arrow. And since they're introducing magic, it's quite possible we might get Zatanna on Arrow. All right, let's. Team Arrow is getting a new layer. Yes, they are. And he's going to be Green Arrow, right? Yeah, actually, I think that's the title of the first episode. So, I mean, even better, Ollie's, maybe Ollie will have his beard. 
No. Actually, uh, that's one of the most frequently asked questions of Stephen Amell. And, and the producers do not want him to have the beard. He comes in on the first day of shooting every season with a beard. And then he can go back to his trailer and shoot it all. That's awesome. <laughs> that is a character. That's an actor who actually knows the character and enjoys playing the character. Yeah. You can't beat that. Yeah. And and it's it's really interesting, you know, seeing like last year's Comic Con photos because that group of actors, um, you know, Paul Blackthorne especially loves to take pictures. And he posts a bunch of pictures from Comic Con every year that they go together. He posted some last year. And you can see that, you know, that some of the actors, you know, Stephen Amell is always big smiles because hey, he's he's green arrow. You know, um, Wait, hold on. Hey, Arrow people. Kim is going to start watching you. It's all because of those abs. That's right. Keep going with the abs. We'll start with season one and pay close attention to the salmon ladder. And it's exactly like it is on uh, uh, Ninja Warrior. Yep. Yep, exactly like that. With more tats. <laughs> and less failure. And less failure. <laughs> less failure. Um, where was I? Um, pictures, Stephen Amell. Oh, pictures. Arrow. Now, yes, some of the actors, you know, you could tell they were kind of standoffish. They weren't necessarily happy with being there. And then, like, Comic-Con this year is, like, everybody is just all smiles. It's like, this shit is taking off. And we're happy to be a part of it. Yeah. And I would say Willa Holland especially. And every photo I've seen of her since she first donned the Speedy costume, and she has been like... Well, <laughs> you know, it's not only the fact that it's well-written because Constantine yeah. was well-written and people, and they got rid of it. Mm-hmm. It's that it's the perfect storm. You get a weekly dose of these characters as opposed to having to wait a year or two years. Right. To get a to get a two hour movie. But really you get what, are there twenty two episodes? So you get twenty twenty two hours. You get twenty two hours basically. That's eleven films worth of these characters. Yeah. And we and, get to see them doing things like having dinner. Right. And you know, Making jokes with each other, having children. They have a chance to spread out. You have um, well written stories with, you know, short plot arcs, you know, episode level plot arcs, and then season level plot, plot arcs. And then you get like a ton, a ton of in jokes. Mm-hmm. It's not like Easter eggs being crammed into a movie either. Right. Every, Every once in a while, you'll get a boxing glove arrow. Or you'll get, like, the Jake Eric's helmet. Right. Or or you'll get Mark Hamill playing the trickster. Right. Or you'll get Cisco Ramon making references to everything else. Right. So it's not, it's not forced. It's very, it's more, it's more of an organic way. And we've said this before. 
television lends itself to being serialized mm-hmm. and comics are a serial medium. Right. If you wanted to make a film, you base it on either a really short arc or a graphic novel where it's one single encapsulated story. But if you just want to make a, sh- uh, a, a, a like a character piece, then you make a television series. Right. Because you can actually do a lot of the things that you can, well, let Movies have an advantage because you have a bigger budget and you can do a lot of the things that you see in comics. Right. But television lends itself well to the reasons why you keep reading comics. Yes. You you could make a you can make a great live action Batman Year One. Mm-hmm. You can make a great live action um, Dark Knight Returns. Right. Make I'm just looking on my shelf. You can make a great live action. A lot of you know a lot of these arcs, these short arcs that are famous, Killing Joke. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying do that, but I'm saying that these are the kind of things that would be good for a live action movie. Right. But making a a, a Batman or a Fantastic Four movie. To try and capture everything that is that those characters in a two three hour movie, you're just not going to do it, right? So you have to shave down part of their personality, and people are going to make choices. People are going to say, "Well, you know, what do people want out of Batman? Oh, they want him to be fighting the Joker. Do they care how he fights the Joker? Yes, they want it to be violent. So we don't get to see Batman as a detective. We have to see him as you know a puncher." Mm-hmm as a martial arts guy because they want to put people in the seats to see that movie. Right. So you're going to get this shitty, thin characterization of Batman. Right. And you get, you get, basically, you get the last, like, six panels right. of and, any given Batman story in three and a half hours. And then people are going to go and see it because it has fantastic special effects. Mm-hmm. And, and it did. It had fantastic special effects. Now, <clears throat> wait, now you mentioned now, that. Now the editors are going to say, well, that Christopher Nolan film sure put a lot of butts in the seats. Mm-hmm. I think our Batman should be more like that Batman. Right. Then you're going to have comics that are written to pander to these movie people because, let's face it, how many people buy Batman every month? A lot uh, less fewer now. A lot less than go to see Batman when it comes out as a movie. Right. So we're going to pander to that huge crowd because that's what the money is. Right. And you're going to end up having shitty Batman stories. And oh, lo and behold, guess what we have right now? Shitty Batman stories. Right. Now, here's another interesting thing that DC did is they also they have their main Arrow, Flash series but they also and and smallville too when smallville was out but they also created comic series based on those television series right arrow season 2.0 yeah and like flash season zero or something like that it's like arrow 2.5 right so you can get that movie or tv um character in a comic in a comic but now and do it right instead of 
changing the main Batman title to be more like Christopher Nolan's Batman. Right. And and it's funny because when Batman the Animated Series was out, they had Batman Adventures. Yep. Which was a great comic. Mm-hmm. Um, the other side of that coin is when you have a really successful series like Arrow. Right. And the, or Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. Or Flash. They're going to take elements from that television show and put it into the comic. I right. mean, we had mentioned this earlier, but you're going to get your Harley Quinn's. You're going to get your Diggles. Mm-hmm. You're going to get these great elements from the TV show and have them in comics. And that'll become an ongoing part of the series that it's going to, it's going to last longer than the, than the show will. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, you know, once even even if Arrow doesn't make it into a season five, you know, John Diggle will still be in the comics. Yeah, they won't mm-hmm. sell him off. Harley uh, Quinn is still around. What, like twenty years later? Oh yeah, maybe a little more than twenty years later. Yeah. Harley Quinn. Harley like, Quinn is just one like of the really most popular famous. characters in comics. Right. Yeah, she's really blown up over the over the last few years. Getting her away from the Joker helped that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And making getting, her be her own character. Well, making her be her own character and kind of separating her out from the rest of the DC universe. Right. So she's not interacting with those people anymore. Occasionally. But really, I mean, it's it's she's in her own little world right now. Mm-hmm. But she's still hard. She's still hard. Yes. She's the real Harley. She's not this. She's not the Joker sycophant Harley. Right. Um. So yeah, you have that. That's that's doing it right. And I and you know you mentioned you mentioned that comics, you get a lot of the characterization and stuff like that. And a lot of the old Marvel characters, Fantastic Four was all about the characterization. Do you think Fantastic Four would be better as a television series? Yes. There have been better television series. Uh, well, in the '90s, they had a Fantastic Four television series, mm-hmm. and it wasn't great, but it was good. I watched it. Right. They had uh, the uh, the one from I think Adult uh, Cartoon Network had it. It was on Toonami or something. Yeah, it was either Toonami or MTV or one of those guys had one. Yeah. And yeah, that, that one was more, wasn't bad. Yeah, that was like more of an anime style. Yeah, it had, it had a very anime type of style. But still, they, they kept the the characterization the same. Mm-hmm. And they kind of ignored the whole Doom in the spaceship thing and had him as the dictator of Latveria. What? Doom bots. He hates Richards. Well, he should. That's And, you know, it doesn't nail... Doctor Doom, and we've discussed that you know it's Doctor. There, you know, Doctor Doom should ne- probably never be in another Marvel film. I found out how to do Doctor Doom. Okay, you use Max von Sydow's voice. Okay, like a bigger thing. You have somebody else doing the actual acting. He's in armor. It could be anybody, right? But the voice is Max von Sydow. Okay, I'll give you that. 
work up a mock up and let me know. I can't do a max mod side. Are you kidding me? Neither can I. I haven't. I'll have to like hear I'll some max value. I'll have to watch Judge Dredd and Needful Things. <laughs> I think it looks the two worst movies that Sado's been in. <laughs> I am the law. How about how about Sylvester Stallone as uh, Doctor Who? Uh, Richard. <laughs> you could play a dude bot, man. I'm the mole man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you know if they if they stuck with like the cheesy, you know, over the top science fiction shit, like. Sorry, I can't. I will have it. I have the ball. <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny. <laughs> okay. My mud my creatures will stop you this time, Richards. <laughs> I'm composed. You know, and that's one of the other things is like, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant-Man, you know, they kind of broke the mold a little bit because they were films that did not take themselves so seriously. Right, and they weren't the most popular characters at the time of the filming. Right, but, you know, everything I've heard about Ant-Man makes me want to see it. You know, I, I love a good heist movie. It's a, it's a good movie. It's You know, I've, I've told you what, what problems I have. Right. With it. And it's, you know, social justice warrior problems. And if you can, if you can, like, you know, plow through that, then you can plow through the movie. I mean, really, that's not the, it is the movie's fault, but that's indicative of Hollywood in general. All right. Now, here's, here's something, here's something Kim says. Kim says four is a magic number. According to the song I heard on Saturday morning cartoons, three is the magic no, it's three is a magic number. But well, I mean, you general actually, you know, if you look at TV tropes, it's the five man band. You have five characters. Every every party comes down to five characters. Uh, I, I forget what the trope names are, but most Later, often the magic user. The yeah, it's like the warrior. Yeah. yeah, it's like the the warrior, the lancer, the the rogue, and the two other, the wizard, and somebody it's, else. It's it's uh, sitcoms by Gary Gygax. Well, I mean, it holds true. It holds true that you know usually five characters is enough, and if you sit down and think about it. Even Avengers, we named off six characters. The original Avengers was five characters. The original Avengers was five characters. The original Justice League was five characters. Um, you know, pretty much any any of the team books that you read, they only deal with four or five characters at a time. Well, it's also a, it's a question of how many can you actually keep track of right. as, a, as a writer and as a reader. Well, look at look at Team Arrow. Team Arrow is Diggle, Canary, Felicity, Arrow, 
and either Roy or Thea. Five characters. When one of them isn't around, they have a guest star. So, and even even in Smallville, they kept it to between three and five characters. And I think I think you know Kim's Kim's got a point that four is a, a magic number, five is a magic number. That's the most characters that you can really deal with at any given time in the same room. If you're jumping from scene to scene to scene to scene, you can have 10, 15, 20 characters. There's a theory of bureaucracy. Don't ask me how I know this. That says that in any system, the the best amount of underlings to have under you mm-hmm. is four or five. If that's the biggest manageable chunk that the human brain can handle. Right. That, th- that doesn't mean that a level up from you that they have four of you, mm-hmm. so you have 16. On- how many How many heroes, how many Monday Night Heroes are there? Uh, there's around six generally, depending on who shows up. Right. Depends if Spencer's there or not. Right. So we have Wes, you, Kim, Lily, Nick, Spencer, um, James, and, and James. Ben Spencer. So that's seven characters. Yeah. It's a little overwhelming when everybody's there. Yeah. Well, I think we've dissed Hollywood enough. Yes. And uh, next week is Necronomicon, so we'll be doing the live Microphones of Madness show uh, maybe in in Boston. <laughs> we'll be doing it in your driveway. I will say that today's, um, if you want to listen to music to go with today's episode, go pick out your copy of Fear of the Black planet and listen to burn hollywood burn burn hollywood burn there you go there's your soundtrack That's for the day soundtrack today. you can play that when you start when you, when you watch the uh the end of it uh, yeah i'll pull that up i'll pull that up in the post show <laughs> it's a real shame we can't record the post show and pull some stuff out we had we had Ted Wally on for another hour. Yes. After just, we ended the broadcast last just week. Shooting, shooting the shit. Just shooting the shit. And still talking about the book, though. So, those of you who are watching, we will see you guys in Providence in one week. Yep. And um, everybody else who's not going to be in Providence, which I think our entire audience will be there. We'll see you then. And we'll be back. Um, what? We'll be back so we'll the week be back. after. Yes. And we we have another diss on Hollywood scheduled for the last week of August, which is video game movies. Yes. And because there's be, never any good video game. There's never any good video game movies. So we'll be talking about the worst of the worst of Hollywood cinema 
in two weeks. That might be another burn, Hollywood burn. Uh, absolutely. That might be our theme song from now on. So, uh, yeah, whoa, that's Matilda. And remember, in um, two days, Monday, we're going we're gonna to have our adventures with Clippy. That's right. Uh, Monday night will be uh, Eclipse Ozymandias. So join us for that, and we'll see you guys next time. Later. Cheers.